I'm Dan Joseph, and this is Dan Joseph's America Podcast. I've got it. I I think it's it's horrifying. It's horrifying to see how vocal the anti-Israel people are in this country and around the world since the war began on October 7th. I I never expected this. And I, I always expected there to be a fringe element of the anti-Israel movement that would spew their nonsense and basically get laughed off the stage by serious people. But I didn't really expect there to be this worldwide movement to defend an attack against Israel because that's what they're doing. Now, most of them will say, well, I condemn all violence, but do they? Do they? If they really did condemn the attack on Israel then why weren't they out there protesting Hamas when it happened? Why have they never protested Hamas, which is a vicious, horrible terrorist group that does vicious, horrible, terrible things? And the question is this. Is this anti-Israel sentiment, is it pro-Palestinian or is it anti-Jewish? Is it anti-Semitic? So I'm seeing a lot of signs at these protests, both here in America and around the world, say, from the river to the sea. Wow, from the river to the sea, and they're chanting it. And that's that's not a call for a two-state solution. That slogan means the Palestinians should have all of Israel's land. Though that, that is the slogan of the people who want Israel gone, want it wiped off of the map. And And how can you interpret that? as anything other than pure, unbridled anti-Semitism, which gets to a broader question. Is this really about land at all? Did you know that Israel welcomes Arabs and Muslims to come and work and live and vote and form political parties in their country as long as they don't try to blow them up, which you know happens all too often? You could have a Jewish state with plenty of Muslim representation and citizens living in peace and harmony if the Muslim world wanted it. But that's not what the Muslim world wants. They want the Jews off of the land that they consider to be Muslim land. It's a religious thing with them. And up until now, I I think the forces that oppose Israel, I'll be honest, I, I think they've done a pretty good job of obscuring that fact. Maybe it's because a lot of the world just doesn't want to hear it has tricked themselves into believing that they're into something righteous. But it's out in the open now, and, and that's the, the the great legacy, I think, so far of this war. And I think it's tone deaf. It's a really tone deaf move in the history of protesters. They're coming out into the streets. They're admitting they want an end to Israel just days after Hamas killed 1,500 Israeli civilians, who they targeted. It wasn't collateral damage. It was the targeting of, of, of civilians. So that's what terrorists do. And then they try to equivocate. Well, Israel is killing civilians too. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're, they're civilians being killed in Israel's attacks on Hamas. But no one is saying that Israel is targeting civilians. Yes, we're sad for any loss of innocent life. But what is, what is Israel supposed to do? They're targeting the places where Hamas has their weapons stored, where Hamas fighters are located. It's no accident that Hamas puts their stuff in areas that are heavily populated by civilians. 
the term is human shields is, is the term that's used. Tomas uses these children and women as shields. And when they get killed, Palestinian supporters go, what are you doing? Look, you're killing civilians, <laughs> which is what they're doing intentionally over on the Palestinian side, over on the Hamas side. It's absurd. And I just wasn't aware up until very recently just how much the rest of the world hates the Jews and hates Israel. I don't know if a lot of Americans understand it either. The average American, I don't think it makes I don't think it makes much sense to the average American because we we are let's, let's be honest about this. We are the most welcoming nation in the world. Americans have always lived side by side with everybody, with their Jewish neighbors and, and their Jewish friends, and there's never been a problem. I think we missed something, though. I think we missed that the remnants, not of the Nazis specifically, but of the belief system of the Nazis still exists. The the anti-Semitism that we see in the Middle East and in the streets of Europe and on college campuses, there's still this thinking among some that the Jews are evil or greedy, that they are the cause of the people's problems. This is what Hitler thought too. Do you see the the signs that they're carrying around with people throwing the Jewish Star of David into garbage cans? It's like, wow, how can people think like that? But that's what they they believe. They believe, and too many people believe, this, this idea that the Jews control the world. And it's almost a conspiracy theory. Well, the the Jews, they're in control of everything and they're making life miserable for everybody. And you wouldn't think that that kind of hatred would be as widespread in 2023, but apparently it is. You have Jewish kids at colleges in America, in America, being warned not to go to certain places on campus because they might be in danger. What? Okay. Cornell University, the Ivy League, Harvard University. There was a, the, the head of the Harvard Law Review, which was the position held by Barack Obama at one point. He was threatening violence against Jewish students. He was harassing Jewish students uh, on campus. What, what happened? What, this, this is supposed to be where our smartest kids are going to school. I guess they're not that smart, huh? And, and look, if you're a Jew, chances that you, ha- that you hate Jews is probably minimal, but you still see some Jews out there on the street protesting for this stuff. If you're a Jew in America who's protesting on behalf of Hamas or the Palestinians, you, I mean, they're using you, right? The, 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 the anti-Israel forces are using you. So, so look, even the Jews agree that we don't like the Jews. And then we've seen this anti-war movement calling for a ceasefire. And, and you know, they're basically – if you're calling for a ceasefire at this point early on, you're basically saying we want Hamas to get away with what they did. And by saying they want to let Hamas get away with what they did, they're saying we're anti-Jewish and being anti-Semitic and anti-Israel is okay. They're saying it's okay. And I'm not, I'm not sure that the Jewish advocates of the Palestinian cause who are out there, and we see a lot of them in New York, they, were, they took over the Capitol building in Washington, they took over Grand Central Station in New York. I don't know if they really understand what's happening here. 
Because, yeah, ceasefire, no fighting, no fighting, peace is great. Ceasefire sounds wonderful. I don't think people understand that a ceasefire before Hamas is eradicated from Gaza is pointless and will lead to more war. And I don't, I know you don't, if you're listening to this podcast, I know you don't see, you don't understand how hard that is for people to understand. I don't know why. It's basic rules of war 101. The bad guys will rule the world if the good by, if the good guys sit back and do nothing. <laughs> Duh, right? And, and, and so many people just don't seem to get it, and that's what's maddening about it. So the question is this. Are they stupid or are they anti-Semitic? It, it's got to be one or the other because there's no moral equivalency no matter how you slice it. And you can't you can't say that the Palestinians who put Hamas in power with their votes are innocent in all this. And we yes, we sympathize with the civilians, especially the children and the women who have been hurt or had loved ones lost in lost in this in the war that Hamas started. But we know that kids in Gaza are taught to hate Jews. We know that they're taught this all over the Muslim world. If the people of the Palestinian territories and their leadership wanted their own peaceful state, they would have had it a long time ago. So once again, are we supposed to think that's what they want? Because it sure looks like they want something else. But I will I will say this entire situation and the reaction by the left has shaken me a bit because I maybe I was naive. I used to give the Palestinians the benefit of the doubt. I would say, okay, well, they want a two-state solution because they view the Palestinians as an oppressed people, the left does. And they just want the violence to stop. Well, then you have this. Another really thing is if you you look at the anti-Israel protesters in this country, they're practically the same people who used to support Black Lives Matter after George Floyd. And because you know the two are linked, a lot of people don't know this, but black nationalism has for a long time been associated with anti-Semitism and animosity towards Jews. Because the Black Lives Matter movement is anti-Semitic too. And, And people are getting played to believe that these movements want justice. When in fact, they only want justice for certain groups, not for dead Israelis. But another thing happened today, or I'm sorry, yesterday. Uh, Kamala Harris, the vice president, came out and announced a task force. She's leading another task force because the ones that she's done so far on immigration have gone so well. It's a White House task force to fight, not anti-Semitism, Islamophobia. (laughs) That's the problem. As we see uh, kids being terrorized on campus, Jewish kids being terrorized on campus, Jews being terrorized all over the country in anti-Semitic acts. What's the White House focused on? Islamophobia? Really? That I, I haven't heard of a single instance of Islamophobia occur since this entire fight started. But you know why they're doing it, right? You understand why this is. There's really not a lot of Islamophobia happening in the United States right now. It's political. You have a whole bunch of Muslims living in Michigan and Minnesota primarily, mostly Michigan, which is a huge swing state. These are the ones that voted for Rashida Tlaib in Minnesota. They voted for Ilhan Omar. They make up a big part of the Democrats' constituency in those swing states. 
and they hate Israel. But Biden needs their votes if he wants to win re-election. So you can't alienate them, even though he's trying to do what's right, trying to side with Israel. I give him full credit for that. I think when in his heart of hearts, he supports Israel. But he's trying to appease them through this moral equivocation. But I, I, I just don't know. I think a lot of independent Americans are going to see that and say, what? Islamophobia? What are you talking about? And they're, they're seeing what's going on on college campuses and they're reading about the horrors of what's going on in Israel. Babies beheaded, people having their eyes gouged out by terrorists, having limbs cut off while they're alive, babies ripped out of their mother's wombs. And they say, wait a minute. Why are the voters – in Biden's base supporting this horrific stuff. Why is Joe Biden talking about Islamophobia? So on the one side, Biden risks losing Michigan Muslims, who he needs to win. On the other side, he risks alienating independents who don't like the craziness of the other parts of his base, like college students and protesters. And so he's got a very fine line to walk here. I feel bad for the guy because it should be a very easy line to walk. If this were a Republican in the White House, this would be a very easy case to be made. We're with Israel. Israel's the victim here. We're going to help Israel. But with, with, the, with, with the Democrats and with the left, you have all these different groups that you have to appease. And some of them are supportive of evil. It's just, it, it's, it's the bottom line here. Now, I have another question for you, and I just want to pose this to you. You've seen the pictures of people ripping down posters in New York City that have the names and the pictures of victims of Hamas on them. And they're missing in uh, the region or they're being held hostage. And people are putting these posters up in New York City. And there are videos all over the place of these posters being ripped down. And then the people who are ripping them down, either you know Muslims or leftists, are confronted by the people who put them up and they get in a big fight and it's, you know, not physically necessarily, but it shows you something. It shows you something. And are these posters being put up there to bait those who are going to come and tear them down? Maybe. But why tear them down? Would would they be ripping down posters of missing 9-11 victims off walls after that tragedy? Like they're doing now with missing Israelis. It's just it's it's hard to get into their minds. It's hard to get into the minds of people who don't understand who the real victims are here. Now you can say, okay, the Palestinian people are victims of Hamas. If you want to say that, you can say that, because Hamas is really the cause of this war and the cause of their problems right now. They are Hamas are the ones that are keeping them from the Resources that they need, the water, the electricity, the fuel, the food. That's Hamas doing that. Why isn't there so much anger pointed at Hamas instead of pointed at Israel? Because Israel is a country and the Jews are a people that all over the world for thousands of years, for millennia, people have been taught to hate. And fortunately, we live in a country where we haven't been taught that. And we haven't been taught to hate Muslims either in this country. Yes, there's some people that do, just like there's some people that hate the Jews. But that's not that's not us. That's not America. So next time you say, oh, America is racist or America is uh, discriminatory, think about this. Think about what's going on around the world and then compare that to what's going on in the majority 
of the United States right now. Because the other day I was thinking about this and I'm thinking to myself, wow, you know, they they taught all this diversity, equity, inclusion on college campuses. Like that's been their theme for the last 20 years. That's been their focus. Good job, guys. Where, 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 where is it? Where is it now? Where is the focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion when you have Jewish students being harassed, Jewish students being attacked, Jewish students being yelled at by, by pro-Hamas students? Why are there even any pro-Hamas students in the first place? The whole point of Hamas is to destroy Israel. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. Come on. It's just diversity, equity, and inclusion towards certain groups that we approve of. Um, I've heard this word a lot too. Two words. The two words that I've heard a lot over the last couple of days, and I'll end with this. Genocide and apartheid. The pro-Hamas people, the pro-Palestinian people. I I know I I use those two interchangeably. I probably shouldn't, but it seems like there's very little difference right now. They use the term apartheid. Apartheid was – is a form of government – where different races had different laws. It was famously used in South Africa. And they call it, you know, because Gaza is separated from Israel because they don't want people in Gaza and the terrorists in Gaza to keep coming in and attacking. They keep them apart. They keep them separated. But it's not the same thing. It's not like they're keeping the different races, keeping the different peoples based on where they're from apart. There are plenty of Arab citizens in Israel who live side by side with the Jews and they have voting rights and they have the ability to form political parties and they have their religious freedom. And then you read the Hamas charter and you listen to how the government speaks about Jews. Listen to how that guy, I wish I had the clip for you right now. Guy on the news, the Hamas guy on the news saying, well, we don't, we're, this, this is just going to keep happening. We're going to do this over and over and over again uh, until the Jews are gone. This is what he said. You can look it up. It's, it's all over the internet right now. And then genocide. Genocide, the idea that this is the goal of the Israeli government to wipe out the Palestinians. They don't want to wipe. If they wanted to wipe out the Palestinians, they would have done it a long time ago because they have the military potential to do so. Genocide is where you're focusing on one religious group, where you're focusing on one ethnic group, and you try to wipe them all out. You try to wipe them off the face of the earth. Well, who does it sound like that the plan is for that? Who, who sounds like they have that plan? It's not Israel. Anyway, I, I look, this, this has bugged me for the last couple of days. I, I know I talked uh, earlier about this, and I just wanted to hit on this again because this is, this is prob- pro- problematic for me. And I think it should be problematic for a lot of people who don't really understand not just the history of the conflict, but the mindset of the people who are driving the conflict and the mindset of the people who are in support of those who are driving the conflict. I'm Dan Joseph. Check out my YouTube page, Dan Joseph 78 on YouTube, and subscribe over there. This is the Dan Joseph's America podcast. I'll see you next time.